Welcome to Two Guys, One Book, where two friends tackle their reading list one book at a time. Alright, welcome back everybody. I'm Tim. And I am Brian. And this we, is Two Guys, One Book. Of course. Right? Yeah. And we're the two guys. <laughs> That's us. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Go on, Tim. This, <laughs> this is your pick. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, what, what did you pick to read? Oh, what did you pick to read today, oh, Tim? that's a great question. <laughs> I picked Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Oh, why did you pick this book? That's a great question as well. I picked this because I heard an interview with him on a podcast, and he sounded very informative. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about, and uh, sleep is a subject that affects everyone. We sleep like a third of our lives or something crazy like that. So I just figured it'd be some useful knowledge to uh, get in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think overall? Uh, okay, so <laughs> what I would say is I think I'll save people some time. You can probably get by just listening to the podcast. You don't have to, like, it was like an 11-hour audiobook. You don't have to read or listen to all that unless you're, like, really into the science of it. But I think the average person can get by just on the surface level like, how do I sleep better? That's what most people want to know, right? And and the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, that's the thing is, like, I, I um, some things, I did learn a lot from this book. Uh, I didn't, I cannot say I enjoyed reading this book. <laughs> Not at all. I mean. Like, parts of it. Yes, parts of it. Sure. Yeah. Subject matter is very important. And I, and, and I believe we, we as a nation are chronically underslept. And I do not drink caffeine or coffee or tea or I drink I don't drink like anything in the morning to keep me going. Like I just I am not a morning person. First of all, I should clarify I am not a morning person. How do you get by in the morning? I am a zombie. <laughs> I wake up and I literally walk around my apartment like a zombie. Walking dead. Get I have my routine in the morning. I get ready. I go to work and eventually I might I I I drive to work without any sound on, no radio mm-hmm. or anything. Because I need to still wake up and focus and mentally prepare for the day. You should listen to like Eye of the Tiger then or something. You should listen to like heavy metal get get pumped up. No, I you, don't. How do you, you're probably like drifting in your car and stuff. No, I'm I'm fully awake. Okay. Don't get me wrong, I'm fully awake. It's you don't listen I'm to a podcast groggy. or anything. No, not in the morning. You don't listen to I, two guys on book. <laughs> yes, I listen to our podcast <laughs> all the time. Take vigorous notes and say, Tim, be better. Shouldn't write while you're driving, Brian. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but no. So like, yes, this is an important subject matter, but I felt like this author was like going on and on about. I don't care about the prefrontal cortex or the uh, amygdala or whatever parts of your brain and how they connect and work to when you sleep. Do you, Tim? Did you find that part? I mean, parts of it were interesting, but like I said, I don't think the average person want needs or wants to know that much in depth material. And he talks about like. There's a whole chapter on like sleep disorders and like yeah if you're interested in that and like i found parts of it interesting but like mm-hmm. i like knowing more about narcolepsy i don't think changes my life much <laughs> no and that's just not not to sound insensitive to anyone suffering yeah. from this but that's my feeling but all right so let's um what what were some things you found interesting that you remember from the book okay so speaking of just like our country how you said we're chronically sleep deprived i think america in particular like the united states um I, it seems like we are all kind of like ashamed of our need to sleep and it's like maybe it's changing a bit these days but like for a long time it's felt like there's a badge of honor for being underslept and like waking up early yeah and then like when you think about um 
our school system, how early kids have to wake up. Like, that was a big part of the book. Um, so, yeah, I thought those parts were good. Yeah, the, the school system was my favorite part of the book. Did you have trouble getting up for school? Like, yeah. ju- junior high, high school? Yeah. Yep. See, you're, like, natural body clock, probably wanting to wake up at, like, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. And, like, some people can wake up early. And, like, I mean, he's saying there's actually, like, biological truth to, like, being a morning or, you know later person yeah absolutely and I, and I I mean I think just anecdotally throughout our lives we meet people that are natural early risers and we meet people that like stay up past midnight every night and I think you know that's I think that's perfectly fine everyone's different and so why does everyone have to be on the same schedule I mean exactly right why, but, do, why do they Tim but if you think about work schedule like um, you know my girlfriend's a nurse and she gonna work like all these you know night hours if she wants to evening hours like uh, there's certain remote jobs that let you work flexibly. Like I think it's starting to open up a little bit in terms of what people, what people's options are. They're not all forced to do the same nine to five, eight to five type thing. True, and I agree with that. But still, there's a lot of people that are that are anchored to that. Yeah, uh, it's still early yeah. in that um, in that shift. Just because like this is the way we've been doing it. So yeah, right. And then when so yeah, I definitely thought it was that whole part about. Some people, some people are morning, morning people, other people are night owls, you know, really, you know, is blatantly clear when you think about it. And then another aspect that he brought up that I found fascinating was the fact that your natural circadian rhythm, which is what he talks about, night owls or morning people have this circadian rhythm, kind of like how the sun rises and sets and how we feel during that, those times. So that's mm-hmm. what makes us a night person or, or morning person. And then, but... The circadian rhythm can actually change throughout your own life mm-hmm. and how um, I forget what he said about young young children but like they just need a lot of sleep because they're learning all this new stuff and their brain is being rewired in new and exciting ways when you're young especially infants but then in teenage years the circadian rhythm actually shifts to being more late staying up late and sleeping in mm-hmm. for for teenagers and young adults and then eventually it creeps back to kind of the more eight to five as in adulthood and then even older people just sleep you know constantly it yeah. seems like but what but that whole teenage aspect i found interesting because like so many times people you know like i know when i was in college in high school i slept in on the weekends or or you know and stayed up late and all that stuff and it, i think it just really this book kind of illustrates that that is almost a natural cycle for young adults and teenagers to be going through, mm-hmm. which I which I opened my eyes to that aspect and like thinking like okay it's not like it's not like a youth and immaturity thing it's it's genuinely a you know biological thing that teenagers go through this shift in their circadian rhythm and then and and then you bring up school I think that's the next like directly linked to this is that young teenagers would rather sleep in a little bit longer mm-hmm. and but yet school like starts at like 7 seven thirty for in some places and they have it's to catch absurd. the bus what they have to catch the bus and the sometimes. bus that comes even like, earlier wake up like at 6 like a.m 6 yeah. 5 30 it's crazy and yeah teenagers like you're saying get a bad rap for being like moody but it's like how many are just chronically underslept because mm-hmm. they have to wake up super early and then do homework up late you know like yeah I don't know. I was tardy all the time in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the caveat that I, you're I'm just late tardy sometimes. all the time. All right. Period. Brian, so, what time were we supposed to record oh, today? Oh, you know what? Six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. 
well, being your friend has taught me to be tardy. If you anything, know, you're the bad apple that oh is my spoiling uh, my uh, <laughs> old habits. Don't blame me. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you said you're a morning zombie, but I don't, I guess, I haven't really seen you in the morning hour, but I, it's hard to picture because you're usually a pretty, like, and people can hear from the podcast too, like, you know, joyful person. Oh, yeah. Thanks. But, like, man, I'm scared to see morning Brian now after <laughs> hearing about the zombie image. Yeah, yeah, it's real, very real. I like. I, you, you gotta know, start drinking coffee. No, why? Why not? Because like, I don't want to have a dependency on another. <laughs> it's not heroin. You're not gonna. What? Like... How isn't it heroin? <laughs> it's, you really want to go into that? Well, okay. <laughs> that, maybe there are little, a couple minor differences. Maybe that's Brian. a little over dramatic, but um, but no, you I drink beer. Beer is worse beer than coffee. And I'm I'm saying that but someone see, the with thing no is, yeah, yeah you expertise. have you have no expertise in that field, Tim. So you shouldn't talk but. that way. And two, like I don't drink a beer every day. Like people who drink coffee, like drink it every single morning. That's oh. the only way they can wake up and function in the morning. The thing is, though, like I hear giving up caffeine is just like you have a week of withdrawal headaches, and it's mm-hmm. like fine, you just can go back off it. Oh, okay. but it tastes good. Have you do you like the taste of coffee? I like iced coffee. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a thing at Wendy's called a frosty chino. Oh my god! It was it 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 it, it they got me they 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 lured me with the frosty and the cappuccino That's mix. That's how they get you like, addicted. Or frappuccino mix, but yeah, Putting that caffeine was, in their frosties. It was good, but I yeah I I'll stick to regular frosties. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ice cream is my weakness, and so you put ice cream in a nice coffee and forget about it. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah. All right. So what you mentioned about like, okay, the United States, chronic sleep deprivation, it's like somewhat a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. He talked about like, not just school, but like residency for mm. med students. And I know you're going to talk about this. Well, I mean, it's worth talking about. Yeah. Oh, no, I completely agree. You Their talk. hours are crazy. Mm-hmm. They have to work like, now I guess it's down to like 80 hours a week is like normal, but still... And, and the funny part is that he mentioned how it got started originally is like one of the first guys was like literally a cocaine addict. Yeah. So that's how he's able to stay up to these crazy hours. And, and then they I, base his system around I think you him. told me that before. Probably from listening to the podcast. Oh, like, <laughs> I see. Yeah. It's all come full Cause, circle. Because when I read that in the book, I'm like, I thought Tim mentioned something about this before. I tell everybody I meet. Yeah. <laughs> Just complete strangers. Know, did you know the residency program <laughs> from doctors was originated by a man who was addicted to cocaine? Like, here's your frosty chino. <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> but no, I thought that was interesting too because like, I mean, he went on and on about it, but I think it's true that you don't want people who to care... For, Doctors who care for other people, you don't want them to be sleep deprived. Yeah, that's it the just least people sense. you'd want. Right. Like, and he said that like in other developing developed countries in the in Europe, they don't do that, and their doc and their healthcare system is just as yeah. You know, considered good. I think part of it is like he mentioned the status quo, and just probably all these disgruntled old doctors who are like, "Well, I did it, yes. so you should do it." Right. <laughs> and that's totally asinine. Right. You know. So yeah, I know. I thought that was well interesting as well. Another thing I liked was he um, he talked about how sleeping can help you master uh, skills because mm. he said there was a, a professional pianist that talked to him after a lecture he gave and said how the pianist can be practicing a piece and oh and this and a certain part and a certain piece might be giving him issues and he practices it in the evening over and over again but he can't quite get it. And then he just, so he gives up and goes to sleep. And then the next morning he, or the next day, he's able to play it just fine. Yeah. And so I thought that was um, interesting how 
when we want to really learn something, you have to get good night's sleep after the, the, the day after, not just the single day, but he, they, there were some, I think he said there was a study that even if, if they were uh, studying students and gave them a new piece of information to learn, and then even two to three days later, they made them, they made them stay up all night. And then on that fourth day, they, they still weren't, it was like it, they did not perform as well, even having two solid nights sleep and then being disrupted on the third day. So, mm-hmm. so that, I mean, that's like, that's nice, but like, what college student is going to be like, oh, I got I got to remember all this stuff. I got to get good night's sleep for three nights in a row. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's, you're ever going to get it's college students to do that. Yeah. Now. But I mean, I, I get his point though. But, um, all right. So how, what, how many hours of sleep do you get at night? Well, you see, I have a Fitbit. Okay. That I do not trust. What does it say? Because, well, and, and, uh, so my Fitbit tells me that I get about six to six and a half hours of sleep a night, but it also says that I am awake for an hour almost every night. And I say, I call bullshit on that because there's no way I was awake for a total of an hour. How do you know you're already asleep? You're probably tossing and turning. You should film yourself sleeping. Because I'm like completely asleep. It's not like, to me, awake is like eyes open. Like, oh, what was that noise? You might be sleepwalking. You don't know. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe that's it maybe my cycle, I'll watch you sleep <laughs> my, maybe my cycles of sleep are so like um, more your circadian rhythm yeah yeah okay but, so what time do you go to sleep at night but, but I I give myself seven and a half hours from when I go to bed to when the so alarm like goes so like 11 up. o'clock what time do you go yeah, to bed yeah 11 so I sleep about 11 to 6.30 is kind of my average mm. range of uh, when I'm going to be in, asleep and sometimes I go to bed at 10.45 so, and sometimes I sleep until 6.45, so that's eight hours. That's an eight-hour window right there. And that's what he says in the book, is everyone should give themselves a seven to nine window, opportunity, a sleep opportunity, mm. is what he called it. So you don't have to be actually snoozing the whole time, because it says it's perfectly natural to go through that, you know, there's that 90-minute cycle where you first drift off into deep sleep, and then lighter, non-REM sleep, and then REM sleep, where you dream, and then maybe wake up a little bit, but then that's kind of like the, the 90 minute cycle that you go yeah. through. Yeah, so. he talks a lot about the stages of mm-hmm. it. Um, I wish he spent more time on like the dreaming part. Really? I think, yeah, I think huh. dreaming's like, why do we dream? What's the purpose of dreams? And then he mentioned like lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool, just like learning to control what you're doing in your dream. Like there's a whole kind of subculture of people who try and do this. Right. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, if we sleep like a third of our lives, uh-huh. Shouldn't we learn how to, like, not just interpret what we're dreaming about, what that means for us, but, like, you know, how to actually, like, navigate those experiences that are imaginary? Like Inception. Mm-hmm. That's all a dream, right? And that was a great movie. Yeah. What if every night was, like, Inception in your in your mind? Well, then you'd wake up and you'd barely remember most of the details, right? That's kind of the whole gist of Inception is that, like, you know, it, when you're in the dream, it feels vivid and real. But once you wake up, it's like a cloudy um, memory. Right. The whole gist of Inception was that he was trying to in, incept a con, an idea in this dude's mind. Right. right. Yeah. And so it didn't have to be like, I don't know. But it was okay. It was a great movie. Yes. Crazy experience. Yes. That could be your your dream every night. Maybe it is, and I just don't remember <laughs> it. And I just don't remember it because that's just it. Everyone dreams, right? I. How often do you wake up and remember a dream? I've, not often. I would say I don't either. A small percentage of the time, but. And also, I will also say, listening to other people's dreams usually isn't that interesting. Because, 
and nothing personal to anyone but like i wasn't there and it sounds pretty crazy yeah yeah (laughs) but um but when you have a good dream and it was fun you're like that was pretty sick and i think i hear keeping a dream journal like next to your bed so you wake up and write it immediately that's a way to help you know internalize it better Mm -hmm. yeah okay i like that part yeah sure (laughs) i mean because yeah i just don't remember many dreams and and so for me you gotta keep a journal no i mean i just literally when i wake up i like like sometimes i lay my head on the pillow Mm -hmm. and next thing i know the alarm is going off but i'm saying if you started the practice of keeping it and you went to bed with the intention of when i wake up i'll jot this down immediately yeah (laughs) what you're a zombie in the morning no i get i get what you're saying you don't know what's going on (laughs) but like honestly i don't have that much desire to remember more dreams I really don't. Do You're you, repressing some stuff, Brian. Do you wish that you wish every night was like Inception? <laughs> I want to confront my subconscious and ah. understand, yeah, okay. what's going on. Wow, what's making me tick? Did you have any weird dreams? Like, oh, do you remember? I'm sure, yeah. But you, do you, is there one that do you ever have recurring dreams? Probably, but I just couldn't think of them right now. Okay. But it's it's funny just to ha- like you'll dream of someone who's kind of tangentially in your life, just like a sort of random person. Like, why did that person pop up in my dream? Mm-hmm. You know. Things like that. Right. All right. What else do you think about this book? Um, I thought it was a lot of him droning on about a bunch of different academic studies. It was so repetitive. Yes. In general, like, he just said the same thing, like, a million times, it felt like. Yeah. And, like, the whole premise of this book is sleep is good, get more sleep. That's, you know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like... That's pretty much all you need to know. Don't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I will say, like, he did mention some things about specifically how sleep benefits you. Like, um, I think the importance for your immune system is really interesting. Mm. And just for context, like, we're recording this in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic thing. And, you know, it's it's especially harmful to people who have, like, a weaker immune system, right? So it's like, why isn't sleep a bigger topic right now? And you think about everything like that going on in the world, like to what extent is all that anxiety like hurting our ability to sleep, you know? Yeah. It's like people are are on edge 24 seven and that's like hurt, you know, affecting their ability to relax and actually get the sleep that would help their immune system to help prevent the disease. And on top of that, uh, people that are either unemployed or working from home, Mm -hmm. perhaps they don't have to keep the same rigorous time schedule like throughout the day. Mm So they're not getting, their sleep uh, pattern is getting off too. Not only are they uh, more stressed psychologically, but also maybe, you know, staying up to 2, 3, 4 a.m. Because why bother going to sleep? They can sleep till noon and have no consequences because they don't have to get up for anything in particular. Yeah, to your point, like he said the most important thing in his opinion, or I guess what the research says, is to have a, a start, a set time that you go to sleep at and that you wake up at. Yeah. But yeah, I, I felt like in the beginning I was sort of getting into it because I was like, okay, this is interesting. These mm-hmm. new things I never thought about sleep before. And about a third in, I'm like, okay. And then I just kind of bogged down <laughs> until the last the last two chapters where he talked about uh, doctors and residency programs, not, yeah. you know, and students and how school time, school starts times should be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Completely on board with both those things. I am. But until then, like the, I mean, like, it was just a drag to read. So this is what I was wondering. It's like, 
I wonder if people like this are pressured to like add this filler content or if like their editor isn't strict enough about like you need to just take like a third of this stuff out because it's not you're just repeating yourself you know I I get the impression that this author is fine hearing himself talk (laughs) so you hear that Matthew (laughs) I feel like he has a lot more I statements in here than any authors we've read recently. That's an interesting point. It's like when I see someone use the personal pronoun too much, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's a hint that you might be a little narcissistic mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. takes away from the hmm. content. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because uh, here's one thing I want to pose to you, Tim. Okay. Is, is um, how do you compare him as an author to Malcolm Gladwell? <laughs> Why do we always have to well, bring Malcolm Gladwell like, back up? <laughs> because I feel like both he and Malcolm Gladwell try to um, present data or studies or, or, or new information or information in a new way to help make a point, right? And I felt like this author was very heavy with the actual, this, these are the studies we performed with these students or these are the studies we performed with these rats and we didn't know how they were dying so we dissected them and like blah, 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 and like, you know, I mean, I felt like that did not make for an interesting read at all. But I felt like Malcolm Gladwell, even if you do, even even if you like don't buy his, you know, I don't know the social science studies that he's focusing on, mm-hmm. he presents them in a much better, more clear way. Would you have to agree? I would agree with that. Sure. Okay, you just don't buy. You just think Malcolm Gladwell cherry picks too no. much. About yeah, him. I mean, he's. I, I'll give him credit for being a good storyteller for for structuring books well in a way that are engaging. But, right. Yeah. So, side note: I read Malcolm Gladwell's newest book, "Talking to Strangers," and it is phenomenal. So, yeah, That's go not read, what this go is read about. that one instead of "Why We Sleep." <laughs> no offense. To, I'm sorry. Hey, I didn't love this book, so okay. I'm not taking any offense. <laughs> what, what could have made it better for you then? Uh, like I said, getting rid of like a third of the content, uh, just focus on what people, most people care about. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you have to pander to the mass general audience, but like, how many people care about a lot of this stuff? And and the way he, yeah, portrayed it, I think could have been more compelling, more engaging. Mm-hmm. But he's a scientist, dude. He's not, you know, his background isn't writing. But like, I have this critique with a lot of books, so I don't know if like my attention span is just too short that I'm like, it's long, I don't like it, or I'm just like a lot of people have filler content. Yeah, I mean, mean, more like Hemingway's, like minimalist, like five word sentences. (laughs) Is it because you listen to the audiobook, you think? To me, that seems like more of a effort to just sit there and listen. I mean, I know you do it while you do other things. I'll go on a walk and listen, though, or like while I'm driving. Yeah. But is that how you consume all the book is on walks or driving? You don't consume, you don't like consume any of it, like doing stuff around the apartment or something like that maybe or? like cleaning but mm-hmm. if it's boring i'll just do like you know 2.5 speed uh, <laughs> 2.5 speed? yeah can you even hear you can't even understand what they're saying at that point oh i can sure oh man it's easier on a podcast audiobooks are more are challenging uh-huh. maybe like two times speed sometimes uh-huh because that's maybe what i was thinking it was like if you were used to listening to podcasts that are a half an hour an hour or whatever when then you re- then you listen to a audiobook it's going to be much longer so here's the thing, like, we only have so much time in our life and books to read. Like, would we be better off just listening to the podcast of, like, all these authors? Like, the one-hour interview versus, like, because then you read, like, you know, 
10 times more books if you just listen to a one hour interview. But then I'm just talking about new books. You're, not like, you're talking about consuming information. Yeah. You're talking about instead of reading books, uh, if every author that did a specialized book like this one would just do a one hour TED talk basically on what he wrote about. TED talks are like 15 minutes. They vary in length. <laughs> if the authors were just to do some sort of random podcast uh, interview explaining the book, you would think we would be better off. Okay, so what... <laughs> I want to be cautious here because, <laughs> like, obviously it sounds like I'm advocating against, like, this whole concept of deep work and, like, mm-hmm. you know, actually sitting with ideas for an extended period of time. Like, some topics are complex and require lots of examples and lots of content but like i think by and large most, most uh, i can't talk most authors i read have like you know felt like they went on longer than they was necessary to get their point across mm-hmm. i mean i gen i i would tend to agree with you that i feel like i mean but i don't think that should i i don't think people should not write books okay so what about this like as um uh, an approach for selecting which book to read you listen to 10 podcasts and whichever interview you like best then that's the book you read we already do that a little bit to some extent right yeah i mean, I mean that's what i did for this that's kind of yeah that's kind of how we choose books to read in general is we hear about them somewhere yeah and then we investigate a little deeper because like you said books are more of a commitment mm-hmm. and, you, and you made me read this one tim and i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> and so you live you yeah. learn you know I know you live in this got uh, this got like five star reviews on audible like like the average was like five ish stars which is pretty rare it's usually like 4.5 max yeah but I hate the five star rating system if people are only going to say five on our podcast no on our podcast (laughs) we do it legitimately we don't we don't rate every book a four or five you know I feel like everyone out there is like rating inflation yes there's rating inflation everyone thinks if you get rank something three out of five stars, they think that's crap, which just isn't. It's perfectly average. Six out of ten. That's that's a D. That's perfectly average too. <laughs> no, in my opinion, that's average. I don't care about the school system. I don't care how you get grades in school. That's yeah. not average. If you take a bell curve, where's fifty percent? Right at the top <laughs> of the peak of the bell curve. That's what I think. Amazon does a good job of like. You can usually tell what product is good based on the ratings, I think. You think so? Yeah. You mean in general? I guess I've bought enough crap from there that I can like... <laughs> See, Tim, I've tried patterns. to avoid Amazon lately. Like, <laughs> Brian's I am, a self-righteous I am so, yep, self-righteous, enlightened person that um, <laughs> thinks Amazon's going to be our lord and masters. In Shop local. Local years. Target, right, Brian? Local Target. Shop I would, at a local yeah, Walmart. <laughs> totally. Buy local. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, one more thing. Uh, let's get back to the book. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what we're doing. Okay, just last thing is like, uh, he mentions at the end, towards the end, hospitals mm-hmm. in general. Like, they, um, you know, the people in hospitals are the ones who need a good night of sleep the most for their immune system to be um, strong and for them to be healthy. But just the conditions at a hospital, and like, you know, you've been in a hospital before, like, we've spent time in hospitals, like, it's, usually not that conducive to a good night's sleep it's like very unpleasant there right. and depending on the rooms especially you can be like very loud very bright very distracting mm-hmm. it's like why are they designed this way when sleep is so important to people right 
He's, he talk, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's a part of the book I forgot because I forgot so much of this book already. Um, <laughs> you get out of sleep I, now. I, 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 fin- I finished it like two weeks ago, <laughs> and asleep. we're just now recording. But that's an excellent point because in hospitals you got buzzers and alarms going off, and especially in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. And and like half the time, the staff knows that they don't. They're not even that urgent, and it's they're beeping and other things. And then when you have a shift change. When, when somebody's there like overnight or multiple nights, when you have a shift change, the new nurse or floor attendant comes by or something and checks on you right when like, he said like, that's usually early in the morning when you're getting your your biggest amount of REM sleep for the night or is and you're interrupted and, and woken by the shift change and then that just means you're not getting as being well rested, which means you might be there another night or, yeah. you know. So yeah, I think that's an excellent point. Um, but like, like a lot of things in in society, you know, things aren't right. <laughs> wow, <laughs> subtle transition. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like this is how it's been done, so a lot of people are just right. gonna keep on doing it. I know. But yeah, we need more uh, sleep consultants, I think, to go to these hospitals, go to these schools, mm-hmm. be like, listen, this is reality. Let's base our society around nature. Yeah. Can I read these tips about getting? Better sleep at the end? Oh, yeah. Okay. 12 tips. We can alternate. I'll do the first six. You do this next six. Uh, Okay, number one. Sleep. Frick. (laughs) Stick to a sleep schedule. That's what we said. Go to sleep around the same time. Wake up at the same time. That's number one. That's the most important. Wow. So do that. Uh, Don't exercise too late in the day. Mm. You know, you're always trying to work out all the time, Brian, but... But why is why why does he say I know I'm work I'm, I work out all the time. I gotta stop you. But no, like why is it? That, uh, does it do you remember? I remember. It's just like say. your energy is up and like your body's hot and like it, it's you your know. body's core temperature. When yeah. you sleep, your body temperature drops. Mm-hmm. And so if you exercise too close to bedtime, your your body temperature is still gonna be elevated. So you won't be your body won't be able to decrease the temperature to get to sleep as easily. Yeah, and if you think about it, we're all like cavemen and like we're on the, you know, if you were out like hunting a second ago, you're not going to like easily fall asleep like right. on the plains of the savannah type thing. <laughs> okay, avoid caffeine and nicotine. Well, that's there impossible, so. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> avoid alcoholic drinks before bed. Well. <laughs> yeah, that's when they taste the best. <laughs> um, avoid large meals and beverages late at night so you don't wake up to pee. Sometimes I wake up to pee. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Is that too much information? That <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been trying to drink do, water. Do you drink like, enough water? I drink day? a lot of water throughout the day, but like I feel like I need to stop around like eight, eight or nine. Oh, really? Just, yeah. You see, I always have that um, the opposite re- reaction is that like at eight or nine, I'm like, oh, crap, I haven't drank enough water today. So you chug so water? I do. Do you ever wake up to pee? Sometimes. Not all the time. You chug water. Okay, look I at this water it. bottle I got. 40 ounces, dude. Amazon.com. Oh, God. Shout out. Return it. It helps me get get all the hydration I need. But you need more than this, don't you? I drink like two of those a day. You need like two of these a day? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, man. It's pretty good. All right, last one for me. Uh, avoid medicines that delay or disrupt your sleep. And he talks a lot about like um, sleeping pills Ambien and stuff. And, and all how those, those are ones. very like over-prescribed yeah. and kind of scary. Yes. But. And how sleepy pills don't really work. And melatonin is... That was another thing. It's like melatonin pills aren't really for sleeping. It's just melatonin is what your body naturally creates when the sun's going down to kind of to kind of prepare your body for sleep. So when people take melatonin pills, they're really just trying to t- signal the body, okay, time to sleep. Right. 
So you did number six? Yeah. yeah. Number seven, don't nap after 3 p.m. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I do like my nap, so. <laughs> I normally nap at like two-ish, maybe three. At work? <laughs> no, on the weekends. <laughs> Eight, make sure to leave time to relax before bed. That's a good one. That's Nine, good. take a hot bath before bed. Number 10, have a dark, cool, gadget-free bedroom. Oh. 11, get the right sunlight exposure. And 12, don't stay in bed if you really can't sleep. Yeah. yeah for people who toss and turn, just do something else, relax mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. come back to it later. Yeah. It's sleep, an important topic. Sleep is important. Yeah. I know, and that's the thing is like, I... I he gets credit for yes. bringing awareness yes. to it. Yes, and at the end of the day, that's good enough. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be Shakespeare to do it. <laughs> or Malcolm Gladwell. Or Malcolm Gladwell. Thank you very much, <laughs> my man. Are we doing rating time? You want to already? Yeah, why not? Unless you want. Yeah, that was no, I'm good. Really? Okay, I'm good. You go. I'm first. gonna give it a two. That's fair. That's fair. What are you yeah. giving it? I think I'm gonna give it a three, just based on like like we said, the importance of the material yeah. for bringing awareness to it, and like for people interested in sleep, I think it'll be a good, you know, book for them. Absolutely, especially. I completely agree with that statement. If you are really interested in the intricacies of sleep and how the brain works to sleep and all this stuff, by all means, have at it. You know, this is a Tim pick. I want to point that out again. Uh, so I, being I Brian, <laughs> I was forced to read this under, uh, without, you know. Brian only picks five-star books. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I don't. I pick some bad ones, too. But, so what's this next one we're going to read? Oh, the next one we're going to read is The Soul of America by John Meacham. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we sleep right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay no i think it'll be good it sounds like a timely read i think and, so um, we'll have a good deep discussion that's he'll, right he'll share some um you know enlightening mm-hmm. heartwarming sentiments that will bring us together as a nation as a people i sure hope as so. a society we need it more than ever yeah but everybody's and- you know stay strong during these um troubling times well said. Tom. Well said. <laughs> like the Walter Cronkite of this generation. <laughs> We're the trusted voices. Are we? There's nobody listening to this. No. I, know. I know. That's okay, though. That's all right. Yeah. It gets us to read more. Yeah. Let's try to pick. I'll try to pick better books from now on. Oh, no. I mean, this is fine. You've picked good books before. You picked Exhalation. Yeah. Exhalation was good. Um, what you pick before that? You picked uh, another one that was good, didn't you? I forget, but I didn't yeah. think so. I had a couple good ones in a row. I couldn't keep that streak going, but oh, you picked on the road. <laughs> I liked it. I know. I gave I it five stars. Like All right. Uh, anyway, till next time. Are we good? Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Go to our website. Oh yes, please go to our website. Two guys one book. Two guys one book dot com to see what we're reading next after the Soul of America. We have our next four books up there, and then you can also make comments on the on the website to if you liked some book or if you have something about or you want to recommend a new book just post somewhere on there um you know we'll take anything we can get and we'll you know (laughs) but hurry now (laughs) come on yeah we're running out of space yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) all right all right till next time keep reading keep reading keep sleeping